and you're listening to Dear Bangtan. So the topic for today is going to be so good. Uh, the topic for today is scandals and rumors. Ooh. <laughs> I'm so excited for this one. This one's going to be juicy. Very juicy. <laughs> Ew. Sorry. <laughs> so without further ado, um, I'll go ahead and start us off if that's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so our first, you know, rumor scandal that we have going on. So I promise you, I am not going to say this right. So please do not judge me for it. Please. Okay. So the first one is called Sajagi. Really not sure how to say it. I tried to look it up, but I could not find out how to say it. So that's my best attempt at pronouncing that word it what it basically means is um it's the act of manipulating music chart rankings usually by artificially inflating album sell numbers by purchasing or you know outsourcing the purchase of large volumes of albums so this was back in like 2013 um when bts they weren't like as big as they were now but they were gaining more followings and stuff like that so and if you remember it was around the release of their third mini album, The Most Beautiful Moment in Life Part 2, is when they started to, you know, see a little bit more mainstream success with their lead single, I Need You. Uh, it topped many Korean charts, and the album was, like, the number one album for a long time. And then, believe it or not, they also outsold Big Bang in album sales. So, uh, this is just another word for online fans. It's uh, netizens. They accused Big Hit of you know, this crime. Big Hit denied all of these accusations, stating that they did not have the means to do so. Because if you remember in the first episode, how we talked about, like, BTS just started from literally nothing. I mean, they literally started from nothing. <laughs> so they didn't have the money or the resources to be buying all of their albums and committing this crime. There's just no way. But, of course, a lot of people didn't believe that. Eventually, though, this issue was put to rest after some other netizens did some digging and found out that BTS had accumulated a large global fan base after the international sales were being inputted into the system, creating the spike. And then after that, some Russian netizens also clarified that BTS had a huge fan base in uh, Russian-speaking countries. So that kind of helped to explain that big spike in international sales and to also clarified that no, BTS was not committing a crime in buying their own sales to increase their album charts and stuff like that. So next, we have a scandal of a rapper named Be Free, and he basically mocked and bullied, R mostly RM and Sugar, but mm -hmm. bullied them as a whole. Yeah, th there's a video out on it as well that y'all could go and look and just type in Be Free and bully RM and Sugar. It's it blew up because of Army, and he also was rude to the Army as well. 
why was he so rude? Mm -hmm. It was because they were supposed to be a rapper group, but then, you know, they turned into an idol group, and B-Free was mainly criticizing them for quitting their careers as rappers and then going into being in an idol group. And he said, actually, and I quote, could have continued on the path to becoming rappers, but couldn't resist the temptation of money. That... Which is not true. Yeah, that is not true. And he also went on to make fun of them for the clothes and that they had to wear makeup and all this other kind of stuff and that they look like girls. I've... Yeah, anytime... A lot lot of people that I know, anytime they find out I listen to BTS, like, especially boys, they find... They, like, make comments, like, they look like girls, and I'm like, well, you're just insecure. (laughs) (laughs) You're just insecure. Sorry about it. Not... Facts. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Um, So, another thing that happened was during a video podcast type thing, where several different rappers came together to talk about rap and... Right in front of everyone, confronted RM and Suga, asking them, Is copying Kanye West's music really a sign of respect for your favorite musician? Beefree wouldn't back down, and RM and Suga thankfully kept calm throughout this whole thing. After the broadcast, Beefree wrote in a Twitter post, It is fun that I could influence so many people, and then, like, cursed BTS. <laughs> or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Years later, Be Free became public enemy number one. Number one. Not two. Number one. Uh, six <laughs> year, Actually, six years later, in a tweet, he apologized to ARMY and the members of BTS for his, like, remarks and his bullying and mocking and criticizing. Mm-hmm. But some of us are not going to forget it and not going to forgive it. Oh. No, ma'am. Oh, that's a G. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> No, no, no. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I guess the most important thing is he realized his mistake. Yeah, he was wrong. I mean, it did take six years for that, but six years is better than no years, so we'll give it to him. (laughs) So another thing that we're going to talk about is Jungkook's uh, Let's Love controversy. For those who don't know, if you just follow Just BTS or if you... Do also follow EXO or whatever. Um, this is about BTS versus EXO. So there was a little like feud that was going on for some years. EXO believed that BTS was copying their concepts and their styles. I'm sorry, I don't follow EXO. I, I like some of their songs, but I'm not like super hardcore into them. If you are, that's cool. But the fan base for EXO, they believed that BTS was copying, you know, EXO's concepts and their styles. While in defense to that, ARMY explained that this is a very common concept that is used for several other groups. BTS does a lot of different concepts and styles and, I mean, they've done rap. They've done, like, the rapper look. You can't tell me that's not been done before. That doesn't mean they're copying somebody. That's just the way I see it, so... And that's what a lot of armies were trying to, you know, say, that they're not copying. It's just a very common concept that everybody uses, basically. But the tension grew a lot more severe in 2015 when Jungkook used the term let's love with BTS. And after that, (laughs) a small part of the fan base of EXO felt that it was an insult because the phrase had apparently become a motto of some kind of sort for you know, for that fan base. 
So this is a little dark and crazy, but they photoshopped an image of Jungkook's portrait, mounted on a funeral wreath, and they all just kind of started spreading it everywhere. And, and like I said, this is not every fan in EXO. I guarantee you it's just a small little part of the, the fan base, just the yeah, crazies. The crazy part. Yeah. So, I mean, every fan base has that, even BTS, which we will talk about that one episode. <laughs> so, um... A lot of the army felt that the image was too severe and the tension between, you know, the two fan clubs really got to its, you know, breaking point. But <laughs> to their amazement, fans realized that EXO and BTS were actually pretty close. And after they discovered that, you know, the feud just kind of died down and became nothing. So I'm glad that happened, though, because it could have gotten out of hand and Definitely. there's just no telling. So next we have RM's plagiarism accusations. Um, dun dun dun! <laughs> so back in 2015, a Twitter user claimed that RM plagiarized his and another user's lyrics. So after this tweet became apparent to everyone and everyone started asking RM questions, he came out and owned up to his mistake and sincerely apologized and explained that many of his lyrics came from like movies and interviews, letters, and books, and all that kind of stuff. Whenever he got inspired from these things and he said that anytime like a line like just popped out to him and inspired him, he kind of used that to inspire some of his songs. Mm-hmm. The user has since forgiven RM and also sent a formal apology to RM for causing the unnecessary trouble on, you know, Twitter and all over the place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, he just made the mistake of, you know, getting inspired from other sources and not crediting them. So, <laughs> I mean, he definitely learned his lesson. And also just a reminder, this is not a bashing session at all for any of the members of BTS or any members of any other group or anything like that. So, yeah, we're just informing everybody and letting know the history and everything that we can cover in as little time as we have in this podcast. So now we're going to talk about the misogyny controversy, which we talked a little bit about last episode. This controversy really started to get some traction after RM's song Joke was released on his mixtape in 2015. A lot of people believe that the lyrics were not only misogynistic, but also overly sexual in nature. You know, as more people started to accuse BTS of this, Big Hit Entertainment intervened and thankfully released an official statement. They apologized on BTS's behalf and they promised to do better in educating the members and being careful in the future with topics such as these, you know, because it's, it's not something to, to be taken lightly. It's something very serious and I believe they've honestly taken that whole deal serious because I really haven't heard any kind of scandal or rumor or anything like that with any yeah. of their songs ever since. So, and they came out with 21st Century Girl, I, I believe, in response to that. And it's a very empowering and uplifting song for women. So the next thing that we're going to be talking about is the 2018 MAMA Award Show, where BTS was given the Artist of the Year Award. After members gave their thanks and messages, Jin stepped up and talked about their struggles that they endured that year. He even admitted BTS considered disbanding. Sugar revealed that the group had a hard start in the beginning of that year, and it made them question whether being in BTS was worth it anymore. And J-Hope admitted that BTS's newfound international fame brought them a lot of stress. He explained that they did not expect the things that happened to them to even happen to them. 
For example, like when they started receiving awards and performing at international award ceremonies in America. Mm. So a little fun fact, um, we all know how BTS debuted in 2013. A common contract for K-pop groups is seven years, so that meant they were supposed to disband in 2020, but obviously at this point we know that is not the case. They renewed their contracts thank the Lord, and decided to continue making music for everybody. And I think, like, what happened in 2018 just kind of reinforced, you know, they didn't want to end BTS. They wanted to keep going. They have, you know, if they could make it through 2018, they can make it through anything, especially through this whole COVID junk. So, (laughs) yeah, I'm so glad that didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, The next thing we're going to talk about is the illegal marketing scandal that happened back in 2017. Uh, The CEO of a contracting firm called B was sentenced to a year imprisonment for blackmailing Big Hit, which is... (laughs) Not a good idea. So what had happened was Big Hit had contracted this company for a marketing project um, two years prior when the company had fallen on difficult times. Due to their financial struggles, uh, the CEO anonymously threatened Big Hit, claiming that he would reveal illegal marketing tactics used to promote their artists, you know, Big Hit's artists and stuff. In fear of tarnishing the artist's reputation, uh, one of the employees at Big Hit actually sent payments to the CEO, totaling about like 50,000 grand uh, US dollars. But thankfully, the CEO was eventually discovered and everything that had happened. And that was when he was charged for blackmail. So in response to this, though, some rumors started spreading around, uh, stating that if Big Hit wasn't guilty of illegal marketing practices, that they would have, you know, never paid the CEO in the first place. But Big Hit came out and released an official statement stating and clarifying all rumors that apparently the employee had tried to solve this issue personally and, you know, under the table. They didn't notify the agency of the blackmailing. They just wanted to get it done and over with, thinking that they could fix the problem, but that clearly was not the case. Once Big Hit was notified, the blackmailing was immediately reported to the police, so, which is crazy to me. I can't imagine trying to go up against powerhouse Big Hit. They're crazy. Yeah, no. They're crazy. Now that we're talking about this anyways, Erica, why don't you go ahead and just start talking about suing people? (laughs) Yeah. Basically. So this is just a warning. BTS will come and sue you. Yeah. (laughs) So there were some trolls who posted insulting and defamatory comments about BTS, but they have been reported to the police in South Korea, Mm -hmm. which is kind of crazy if you think about it. I mean, it depends on the extent of... Yeah. True. What they're saying. True, true. Because you can't just go around saying you're going to kill somebody and then not get in trouble for it. Yeah. Yeah. So, Big Hit Entertainment says it is taking action over posts that exceed the reasonable and accepted boundaries of expression and personal commentary. Same. Yeah. So, another way of getting sued by BTS is by selling bootleg merchandise outside their concerts. That's a a nice way to get sued. (laughs) Yep. That makes total sense. (laughs) Yeah, so in response to that, they got a court authorization to seize and destroy all that merchandise. Mm-hmm. They threw that stuff in a fire and <laughs> danced around it, saying, you getting sued today. Oh, so it's a cult? Uh, no, no. No, Erica. Shh. Tea. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Yeah. Big Hit also released a statement that they routinely monitor social media and message boards for posts about its artists that contained ill-intentioned criticism, the spreading of groundless information and personal attacks. 
Yeah, so watch what you say, basically, or BTS gonna sue you. You gonna get sued. You get sued. No more money. Nope, no money for you. <laughs> no money for you. Thank you. Next. Oh, God. <laughs> so now everybody's favorite, dating scandals, which, you know, oddly enough, BTS doesn't really have many dating scandals compared to other K-pop groups. I mean, they have some, and there's some that are funny, and there's a twist to it, which we will get into in just a second. <laughs> so, my favorite one. Oh, this one is so funny to me. In 2017, there was a photo of V and some mysterious woman that went viral, and everybody wanted to know who this long-haired girl was that V was on a date with. And uh, shortly after that whole post went viral, V tweeted um, some more photos of the mysterious girl and it turned out to be none other than limitless's moonbook moonbook i really i tried to look up how to say these words y'all but they do not help me <laughs> google does not have the answer for this moonbook is v's really close friend since high school and he is a he not a she <laughs> and they were not on a date i mean i guess they were on a bro date i guess you could say that a bro date <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was not a woman. And after that was discovered, <laughs> then there was also another twist two years later on Weverse, which if, which is like a platform that we can use to talk to the members and they can talk to us. Uh, v revealed that Mumok is not the person in the restaurant photo. It's actually another male designer that he's close friends with. So it's not, it wasn't even Mumok and it wasn't a woman. It was some guy that he's friends with. Along with that... All of the members have basically been rumored to have dated somebody, like, and all of the members have basically dated a girl in their high school years, and they've talked about it, and obviously it didn't work out, but... Yeah. <laughs> For example, Jen, his was pretty, his was pretty popular, his rumor. He was said to be dating a comedian named Lee Gok Jo, jo especially after she claimed to be dating a K-pop idol secretly, but Jen has claimed to only be really close friends with her, and that they're not dating, so... It's not Jen that she's dating, but it's some idol, apparently. I don't know. Uh, we may never know. There's some more rumors about V. He was dating a BTS fan. Oh, this one's really popular. V just has all these popular dating scandals in it. And I'm like, no. He was, he's rumored to be dating a fan, like a BTS fan, an actual fan, one of us, uh, who he calls Hi or something like that. And these rumors were backed up by V's regular use of the phrase Hi, Nuna. Uh, on Instagram and Weverse and stuff like that. So fans also claim that he's wearing a ring that she gave him. And there's some pictures you can find online where he's got this ring on or something. And people are like, oh, that's hers that he gave her or she gave him. Because this woman got so popular and it's, you know, it's just crazy to the idea of one of the members dating a fan. Big Head actually came out and said that V and Hi had been talking, but they weren't dating and they're just friends. So... That's just crazy to me. It <laughs> makes me think we have a chance, but we definitely do not. <laughs> so one member who has escaped any dating rumors is J-Hope. A weird fact, though, is one of the members that has escaped any dating rumors, basically, is J-Hope. Like, he has none. I've looked. Can't really find any. Nothing with any kind of traction, so. That's, that's their dating history. So now Erica is going to talk about our favorite topic. <laughs> Not really. Um, military enlistment. <laughs> okay. 
So if you didn't know, South Korea requires all male ages 18 to 28 to enlist into the military for at least, you know, two years. And BTS has fortunately evaded this rule because, you know, they're a K-pop group and they got really famous. Mm-hmm. And, you know. Yeah, there's some kind of like South Korean bill that was passed through the parliament allowing like all K-pop stars to delay their military service until the age of 30. Which scares which, me. I know. Because like they have to go. I know. The idea of them disbanding is just horrible to begin with. But, I mean, things don't last forever. True. Even if they didn't have to go into the military, they would have to disband at some point. Like, they're going to get so old and decrepit that they can't even... Can you imagine? Just old men dancing? <laughs> hey, I'd still go. I'd still go to a concert. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, yeah, they um, this bill was basically saying that if there was a K-pop group that was so influential to boost the economy and improve the country's cultural status that they could wait until they're th- the age of 30 to even go into the military, which is, I hope, what B- BTS plans to do, but there's no real guarantee. They're probably going to get jacked in the military. I'm looking at hotter when they come out. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Jungkook's, like, already so buff. I can't yeah. even imagine him coming out. He's probably RM2. Be, Ooh. He's probably going to be one of those like power lifters and they're like, I'm big. <laughs> Is that what power lifters sound like? I'm big. Sorry. Anyways, BTS hasn't submitted an application for military service yet, but if they do, the government will naturally push for their military enlistment postponement. Mm-hmm. So a little fun fact about South Korea is that mandatory military enlistment is a matter of pride as well as responsibility for Korean male citizens and idols. Yeah, so it's not like, I mean, here if there was a draft, I'm sure a lot of people would be like, oh, don't want to do it. Yeah. But, I mean, like the movie Mulan, it was her duty and responsibility and her (laughs) pride for her house, her cow, her dad, her mom. Oh a dragon. God. You sound like a dragon right now. <laughs> I know, like that's show. my point. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's a source of pride. It's it's yeah. not something, I mean, it is mandatory, but it's it's something that they want to do. And BTS has admitted that they want to enlist and provide for their country. So, mm-hmm. so another thing, the military service can act as a blessing in disguise for their mental health and give them a much-needed break from everyday life. Mm-hmm. So there was this guy that posted on the internet his theory for BTS's military enlistment, suggesting that he believes they will all enlist at the same time in 2022, saving armies from having to see off individual members and keeping their method of producing music the same as an OT7 group. He also believes BTS will create a ton of music and post it for ARMY while away so we do not miss them too much they'll do what they usually do create a sh- create a crap ton of music and then probably when they're away big hit will like release some stuff yeah just to keep us entertained or either that or maybe they'll like make a new a bunch of stuff and release it right before they're supposed to leave and and just leave us with that I mean, that's kind of what big bang did yeah so anyways that really kind of does it for all the scandals and rumors um that's happened to bts throughout the years and obviously there's way more with everything bts there's always way more we just really don't want to bore y'all drawn and on and on and on about the same thing yeah. with different you know <laughs> happenings so um erica do you have anything to add for this podcast no but like remember our disclaimer 
right? Mm-hmm. You know, chill out, or they'll come sue you. Yeah, they will come sue you. <laughs> I promise. Like, I remember, maybe it was last year or something like that, I kept hearing, like, a ton of things on my social media about people being sued by BTS, and I was like, serves you right. <laughs> I mean, people can hate on people can have their opinions and they can hate on whoever they want they can love on whoever they want it's your opinion that's fine if you don't like bts that's fine it's just it's not your thing it's it's my thing though don't crap on my thing though i love it i ain't gonna be crapping on your thing so don't be crapping on my thing period period <laughs> so but yeah i mean but once you cross the line and you're starting to threaten somebody's life that's not okay yeah at all so sorry you got a little dark there <laughs> Thanks, Erica. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's all I have to say for the podcast. Me too. Yes. I hope y'all enjoyed it. We had really, we had a lot of fun making this episode. It was a very interesting topic. And honestly, this episode kind of launched, instead of getting into the, the introductory stuff of BTS, this episode kind of really launches the topics, the fun topics and the things we're going to talk about with BTS. So yep. we don't really have to introduce them anymore. We're just going to start talking about them. Yep. Yep. We ain't gonna be we ain't gonna be saying that bad though. We promise BTS, please don't sue us. And if you're confused, watch our other episodes. Hey. But hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so thank y'all so much for listening. I hope y'all tune into next week's episode. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So it's gonna be good as well. And we're really looking forward to it. But yeah, thank y'all so much for listening. Sincerely, Dear Bang Ten. Wasted on me, wasted on me. Tell me why I'm not wasted on me, wasted on me. Baby, why I'm not wasted on me?